0: The
1: 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, James returns to talk about WWE's upcoming Royal Rumble. The Mets GM sends some unwanted texts and gets fired. James Harden is off to a hot start in Houston. And the University of Tennessee faces recruiting violations. Then we'll recap the NFL's division playoffs and make our quick picks for the conference championships. Get on your feet. You're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello, and welcome to episode sixty-two of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What's up,
2: everybody? This is Mac from Biden's America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I am Heather, continuing her winning streak on scratch streak with scratchers at four additional more dollars. Lewis. All
1: right. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Returning tonight is number one fan, James. How is everybody doing? Okay. I'm okay. Doing great.
3: Okay. Just I'm work, okay? Work is, work is uh, interfering with the next chapter in my life at present.
1: So. Mm. Well, we've all been there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, your employer is still the United States government. So, shocker, they're trying to interfere with the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> How about the rest of you? How are you guys doing?
2: Um, I mean, I'm good, man. Um, I-, I streamed for five and a half hours earlier today. Um, I single-handedly helped take down the 1776 commission with my, you know, with my critical analysis of that entire shit show. And I'd like to say uh, I'm going to go out strong and put out some really bad takes tonight and continue uh, what has been just a very underwhelming sports about 18 months for me. So, yeah, it's going to be great.
0: (laughs) Hold on. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Despite being very, very happy today, I'll be right back. Fill in the space. You'll see. Or they will, but the listeners won't. just, Just wait for it. But go ahead.
1: Okay. James, it's been a minute since you've been on with us. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm
3: actually um, happy because I'm getting ready to retire. I don't think the listeners know that yet um, from my current career. Uh, but work is struggling with the realization that there I will no longer be their whipping boy. So, but I'm good, though. I'm
1: good. Yeah, that's See? always a, a rough transition when you're important. Mm-hmm. I'm excited um,
2: for you. James, because you'll get to grow that sweet, sweet beard, man. You know,
3: uh, I think Heather is a tad bit more excited for the beer, the beard to come back. But um, yeah, I don't know. She's grabbing something.
1: I'm guessing <laughs> it's probably her black veil. She it she threatened to pull black. it out. <laughs> yeah, she she's very upset about
2: some dude named Breeze, I guess. I, I don't know who that is. Um, I just I saw this geriatric guy playing quarterback for the Saints, which I know is her favorite team. But I always heard he was pretty good. But this guy looked really old.
1: Hey, he looked rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Heather is back and she is. What is she doing here? This is riveting for all of our listeners. Is, at home. Oh, it oh. is the Black Veil. It is the Black Veil. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is the Black Veil.
1: Um, heather is in mourning for the topic we will talk about later this evening and that is whether or not drew Brees is going to hang it up
0: which yeah. it is widely expected that that is what is going to happen
1: yeah well we'll get into that here in a little bit
0: Okay, good, because this fail is getting hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's start in Major League Baseball, where New York's Mets GM Jared Porter was dismissed by the team this week after reports surfaced that he sent unsolicited dick pics to an unnamed female reporter when he was with the Cubs in 2016. ESPN reportedly obtained copies of the text, all 62 unanswered texts. What? Yes.
0: Unanswered.
1: Unanswered. in 2017, they, re- they obtained the copies, but they did not release the report at the request of the reporter who did not want it to ruin her career. Yeah, if you read that article
2: by uh, Jeff Passan and Mina Kimes, it's fucking disgusting. Um, this man, I mean, you have to understand, this woman, uh, it didn't release her country, where she's from. All it said is that she was a, you know, would be a foreign baseball reporter. But from what it said, From what I can infer from the article, she's probably from somewhere in Latin America. So baseball is a big time sport, Mm. Um, and they, you know, Latin American press outlets cover Major League Baseball like crazy because of like the Dominican uh, league and the Mexican leagues, you know, and the Caribbean leagues. You know, the the what would be our off season is their season. The Major League Baseball players play in them, right? So people get attached to players just like we do, and and they send reporters to go follow them. Uh, And when this sack of shit was with the Cubs you know, in 2016, you know, their World Series run. Uh, you know, he meets this young reporter. Uh, she thought he was being friendly, and he took it way too fucking far um, by you know, harassing her um, you know, because of the language barrier. She didn't quite get it, and then he sends a dick pic, uh, to which she replied, hey, you're being horribly unprofessional, um, and this shit needs to stop. And I'm paraphrasing there. She didn't really say that. She was actually much more respectful than that. Um, you know, but he continued to do so. And, and and what I think what pisses me off most is ESPN had copies of all this. And like Tim said, they didn't run the story. Don't no, miss-
1: that was at her re-
2: request. Yes. Yeah, I, under- I, I understand that. But if you if you think for one second that an ESPN, ESPN reporter has that, but When these teams go like looking to hire a general manager, they hire people to do background checks. They hire private investigators to go look into shit like this. Yeah, how did ESPN
1: not find that? Or how did they? How did the
2: Mets not find that? Exactly. If you think for one second the Mets didn't fucking know about that, I've got some oceanfront property in Utah to sell you. Okay, like that's.
1: (laughs) So you think they knew and just didn't care until it came public?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely, because he's he's tied to Theo Epstein and -hmm. everything Theo Epstein touches turns to gold. Apparently, like he could do no wrong, never mind the shit state he left the Cubs in before going and taking a cush job at Major League Baseball, which is where he's employed now. Right. Right. Like, I really think this dickhead is setting himself up to be the next commissioner, you know, (sighs) Um, but probably if, if you think for one second. That, that the Mets didn't know about it. They were just like, I, we can get one of Epstein's guys. We're, we're gonna have this huge turnaround. We're gonna be the team to beat New York, you know? Like, I don't, I don't buy that. And they're shaping up to be. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna be a good team, but I, like, for me, I don't give a shit about that. Like, how bad, you know, I, like, we, we have an issue with sexual harassment, sexual assault, in every major sport. And when yeah. you let shit like this happen, I mean, this is another white dude who broke the fucking law Okay, because he sexually harassed her, and he fell upward. Okay, you know what I'm not doing every day? Harassing women through text and sending my unsolicited, unsolicited dick pics to them. I'm, I, when I fail, I just keep dropping. It's not fair, okay? I want to fail upward for being a good dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, it,
0: I don't I, – I, it still just boggles my mind as a female of how – Dudes can go from oh this girl is nice to me so she clearly wants to see my dick so let me send it to her be- before she even asks. Yeah. Like why? No no, that's not that's not how that works. Ugh.
1: <laughs> the moral of the story is don't send unsolicited dick pics. You will get screwed.
2: Yeah, I mean and the thing is, is this is Women have a hard enough time in the field of sports journalism, okay? Yeah. Like, it, they, they constantly get belittled. They have people just pop up in their DMs. Like, I follow a lot of big, uh, you know, women sports writers and, you know, uh, sports analysts like Sarah Spain, and Mina Kimes. They constantly have people in their shit. And I also have, you know, uh, I follow people like Gab Goody and a couple other, uh, you know, they know sports, Right they're They're like they do things for DraftKings and some other smaller publications, but they know what they're talking about. And, and you should see this shit that men send them. Oh, it's, I can imagine. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like, dude, you know, Mina Kimes can break down film like 20 times better than I will ever be able to. That, that is not a question. Yeah. She has a nose for that type of thing. And she's also a much better writer, uh, you know. Like, that's why she's where she's at, because she knows the subject matter and she knows how to put thought to word and make it fun to read. But then we still get these dickheads, you know, that are like, well, she's just a woman and she didn't have to. She didn't play the sport. So obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then they get into their looks and and other things It's like, dude, men, let's do better. Let's fucking do better, please.
0: Well, and let me just correct him on what you said when you said that they you will get screwed i would just say no you will get caught
1: mm-hmm. no.
0: i wouldn't yeah, say you get yes, screwed because i i
1: chose poor language there
0: yeah and you know i'm not you know i'm not like trying to come for you or whatever i'm just saying like no you will get caught
1: and i definitely meant that as
0: yeah no yeah, i know i did. definitely I know meant
1: that as you will get busted your career will end that type yeah, of oh, thing yeah,
0: i know i know <clears> i know what you meant but i just for me, I needed to, to, to adjust it. That's all. Yeah. But I'm trying to say, yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. (laughs) You know, if, you know, if you think just for a second, just if that thought ever comes to your head, if you see a girl and you're texting her and you're like, does she want to see my dick? I'm going to go ahead and tell you. The answer is no, unless she explicitly says it. Or you're married and you're bored, and you know you send it yes, as a joke to your wife.
1: Just go ahead and ask yourself: Would Heather kill me for sending this exactly. message? Exactly. Exactly. That that is that is what would Heather do?
2: Okay, that's what you. No, no, no. What thinking. would Heather want? Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. There we go. That's better. Like, what would Heather want? Okay. He because
0: send me pictures of cheese. Like that's that's <laughs> what I. <need. laughs>
2: that so that's how James won your heart. He's like check. He's like, "Hey, sweetheart, you want to see something?" He like sends you like this wedge of brie. He's like, "Ooh, yeah." <laughs> you know, cheese that's stick. Why,
3: that's why? Our first date <laughs> was at I Chipotle. Pickles <laughs> <tacos> and cheese, <laughs> and queso. Duh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, pickles and cheese. That's all I need.
1: All right. Well, before we move on to the NBA, I think Mac, you had one other piece of Major League Baseball news. Yeah,
2: George Springer signed that big deal with the Blue Jays today and yeah they didn't get michael brantley but that's okay because like the blue Jays are going to be really good uh so here's they have my... a lot of young talent oh yeah and they could bash too man so uh my, they,
0: get, my... um, they just got tyler chatwood too for yeah three minutes
2: yeah dude like it, i'm telling you right now i'm going to go ahead and piss off every american listener blue Jays for the world series this year bam just lock it in all right yes
1: there. but where will they play
2: well, you know what? Doesn't matter where they play, as long as they get to celebrate in Toronto, okay? And, yeah. and you know, it goes back to the same shit with the Raptors. There's going to be cities lining up to host the Blue Jays. There, there will be. Yeah. You know, it, it's just going to be the right one. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, we could just like do the right fucking thing, and 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 you know, quarantine and wash our hands and wear masks, and and the shit will be over. So you know. Just stop getting together on the streets and doing all that shit and spreading this shit, man. Please stop. I
1: have been I have been asking people <laughs> to do the right thing for the last what is it, nine, ten, ten months now? Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Um, I know, I know, Tim. It's it's a tall order, but what am what am I gonna do, man? All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, in the NBA, following last week's huge trade, James Harden is off to a hot start with Brooklyn Nets. In his first two games, he is averaging 33 points, 13 assists, and 9 rebounds. The Nets are 1-1, one and one, although that might be falling to 1-2 and two here momentarily because uh, last I saw, they were down 10 at the end of the third to the Cavs. They were. Um, the team has not been with Kyrie Irving, who has been dealing with, shall we say, personal issues but returned to the team Wednesday night against his former team, the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Yeah, shout out to the Cavs for being classy as fuck and giving him kind of a pregame montage, you know, on the Jumbotron, uh, which I think Kyrie doesn't deserve the way he fucking acted towards Cleveland, the fans, and the organization. Uh, So, you know, good on you, Dan Gilbert, you know, Altman, and all the rest.
1: Oh, well, it's good to know also that the Cavs blew that 10-point lead. Shocker um, as well Shocker it is well. in double overtime <laughs> and the Cavs have outscored the Nets seven nothing in double overtime they currently lead 134 to 127 yeah and
2: colin sexton is really turning out to be a great pick i really like I-, I liked the sexton pick when it happened i like it even more now so again shout out to the Cavs for you know picking a real one um but yeah i mean it that was a big deal uh you know the Nets swooping in and taking hard, and they gave up a ton to bring him in. Uh, you know, yeah, we like talked that. about that last week. Yeah, uh, you know, and the thing is, is this is a this is a home run swing now and next season for the Nets. Like they're going all in on winning titles because next year is the last guaranteed year for his contract. Right, right. Before he has a player option. Uh, the interesting thing that we need to watch is how he integrates in the offense with Kyrie there as well. I think he, you know, Harden, who hasn't had to defer to anybody playing in Houston, you know, he will defer to KD because KD is the, the straw that stirs the Brooklyn drink. But Kyrie is just as ball dominant as Harden is. Right. Yeah. So how are they going to play together?
1: So in their first match, uh, first game together, uh, Durant currently has thirty eight point seven assists and eleven rebounds. Harden has a triple-double with 19 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. And Kyrie has 35 points, 3 assists, and 2 rebounds. So it looks like at yeah. least, at least you know, as far as those three go, they're meshing all right. And Harden is deferring to Kyrie to shoot as well as Durant. Well, um, but I mean, they're still losing.
2: Yeah, and it's still the Cavs. The Cavs are not one of the better teams in the NBA right now. What happens when they play like the Lakers or – you know, the Bucs, you know, are one of those teams, you know, so it's yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see they how did it,
1: lose to the Bucks earlier
2: this week. They didn't have all three of them on the floor, though. No, you know, so let's see how they play against those teams with all three on the floor. I mean, it, I think it would be great if the NBA had a really good basketball team in New York City. I think that'd be fucking awesome. You know, Cause it's not going to be the Knicks. No, it's not going to be the Knicks, you know, um, but, you know, we'll see. I'm interested to watch it like this. This could either turn out really good for Brooklyn fans. Or awful, because yeah. if it's really good, they win a title. You know, they get to bring a trophy home. And if it's bad, they either move Harden or or Kyrie, right? Because it, if it doesn't work out, they're gonna—I wouldn't say blow it up, but they're gonna break it apart. And then you are down a shit ton of picks for the next six years, seven years, man. You know, so that, that's that's not exactly a good place to be. You know,
1: I mean, it's you know, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Uh, you mentioned Colin Sexton. He's put up forty two in this game, so, as well as having the best hair in the NBA. So. <laughs> uh, let's turn to the reason James is on the show tonight. Well, hold on, the... hold on.
2: James is here because he's part of the hometown crowd family. but That's we're, true. we're, That's we're true. giving we're giving James the <laughs> platform to talk about something he's the subject matter expert in,
1: yes. Royal rumble. The first major WWE event of the year is set to kick off on January 31st. The event will feature two one-on-one matches plus the women, women's and men's Royal rumble matchups. James, why don't you break down that evening for us? So yeah, so uh, I think it was last year
3: I came on to talk about the Rumble or after the Rumble. I can't remember. Um, uh, I don't think we started
1: talking uh, wrestling until WrestleMania, did we? I think I think we did one before WrestleMania.
3: Um, oh, okay, which was the Rumble Show. Uh, but so for those that didn't listen to that episode, shame on you. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, he's not.
1: But so, but also shame on you. <laughs> but also shame on you.
3: Uh, so, if you don't know what the Royal Rumble is, basically, um, it is a match that involves thirty participants. There's there's a male and a female's Royal Rumble. Um, every, I think they're this year they're doing every minute and a half. You'll start with two people, and every minute and a half, another competitor comes down. To win, you have to throw everyone over the top rope, and both of their feet have to hit the ground. That's the important thing. Um, and so it is one of the four main staple pay per views that the WWE does, uh, and this year is kind of weird. Um, in a what has been a weird year since COVID started back right before WrestleMania, um, there still are no there are minimal fans, which basically consists of like the wrestlers' family members and some of the other wrestlers. Um, but the WWE is starting to push towards. Um wanting to have more um like non employees at events, um, which the rumor is they're building up for WrestleMania itself. Um so this year, also in a, a COVID twist, uh the WWE champion Drew McIntyre got COVID. Um he oh, was wow. yeah, uh two weeks ago, he tested positive for COVID. So he's been doing like video promos and stuff. Um, he, it goes down this weekend on Sunday. He's still slated to wrestle, and God, this hurts my soul. Goldberg. Yes. Goldberg. Wait,
2: so now, they, they, they busted him out of mothballs? They busted now, him out of
1: mothballs. Now, if I remember correctly, when you were on recapping WrestleMania, you basically called Goldberg a placeholder champion.
3: Yes. He is a – so he is – under what's called a legends contract for the company where he basically has to perform once twice a year tops. And they basically pay him not to go anywhere else. That's what they do with the undertaker. We're doing with the undertaker and a couple other guys. Um, Goldberg, for some reason, he's a, I, there's a split in the, in the wrestling fan community where half of us are like, are we still doing this with Goldberg? Like he's old, you know, get rid of him, but then there's that nostalgia factor from the, from the early 90s. People are like, oh, I remember when Goldberg was so amazing. He's never really recaptured that, like that it factor he had um, in his run in WCW. And his two runs in the WWE were trash. Him at WrestleMania last year just hurt. Um, it, he, It seems like the company every year, when they start to get around WrestleMania time, tries to bring back some old wrestler and i love him but you know like not everybody is the undertaker and can't do what the undertaker did last year at wrestlemania in the boneyard match they're just not and goldberg's one of those dudes and i hurt for drew mcintyre because he won the world royal, royal rumble last year was supposed to get his wrestlemania moment COVID happens no fans and then this whole year no fans and it he's back to the Rumble, and they put him with Goldberg. And if history is an indicator, they're going to take the belt off him and put on Goldberg for, like, three weeks and then probably put it back on him.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's the shitty thing, though, James. I don't mean to interrupt. It's like, no, like I, I watched, you know, I, I was a, a huge wrestling fan when Goldberg had his run, right? Like, he hmm. wasn't that great during that either. He's a, he's huh. a two-trick pony. Um, and granted, I haven't really watched you know, I'm not as invested in wrestling as you are, but I have noticed a lot of these wrestlers now are much more athletic. They're more varied. Like they're, it's a different kind of game now. Right. And you have yes. this fucking, I mean, honestly, Goldberg, I, I honest, you know, I never, under. Well, you know, before, you know, it was a big NWO guy. So fuck Bill Goldberg. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you see how when the WWF bought WCW, he was like, Oh no, fuck this dude. He came back for a little bit and he, Try to distance himself from wrestling altogether, and then it's you know it's like well I can make a couple bucks doing this a couple times a year, you know, and I just don't understand the fascination with the guy. I, like I can't stand Bill Goldberg, you know. I would rather see Kevin Nash get out there, throw up one leg, and powerbomb somebody than watch Bill Goldberg do anything. All right, that's just honestly me. <laughs>
3: that's about the length that the Goldberg matches have lasted when he's come back. He just can't. He can't. He can never really move, but he can't move at all now. It's it's yeah. I don't know. It's going to be bad. The other big match, though, um, which I'm actually looking forward to, Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens in what's called a last man standing match, which the premise is the last man standing wins. So if you're knocked down and you can't get up after a 10 count, well, then the other guy wins. Um, those matches kind of get a bad rap um, just because – if they're not done well, they can seem to drag on forever. Yes, I'm talking to you, Edge and Randy Orton last year at WrestleMania. I was gonna
1: say, isn't that the same type of match that happened yeah. last year that I was like, is this over yet? Oh, God. Yeah, it's still it's still going on somewhere. It's still going on. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yet. It hasn't, um, been
3: yet. And it hasn't no. Been yet. No, it's still going no. on.
0: And it. They're an office somewhere.
3: Kevin Owens though is a lot of people. He doesn't look like your stereotypical wrestler. Um. But he's a fantastic athlete and can really tell a story. And as as much as the company tries to push Roman Reigns down our throats to this day, um, he's come a long way. And I think there's a lot of potential in that match um, for something special between those two. And I I think that that can be used to build a story um, for WrestleMania. Um, And of those two, that's really more what I'm looking forward to Um, because... Goldberg is just awful. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And and then there's of course there's the men's and women's Royal Rumble. And again, this is a weird year because usually you know we're going on. We just had the what's called the Go Home Raw. Because on the you have what's called the Go Home shows, which is the show before the pay per view. So we just had Go Home Raw. Go Home NXT is on right now, or will be on on the. Uh, it's already on on the East Coast. We'll be on the West Coast shortly. Um, then you'll have Go Home SmackDown on Friday. But um, the uh, um the um they like the
2: use your words use your words i know i got it i got it
3: <laughs> the participants the participants there um the only like 6 per like match have been announced and it's really weird usually by now you know you know pretty much everybody's saved for like 5 or 6 and that's for the men's and women's so uh, the rumor is it's because of covid and they aren't sure what talent they're going to have and um, but it's just really weird this year, um, and like the the odds-on favorite right now. Let me pull up my little thing here. Um, they're saying that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to come back to win, or Biggie, or maybe Edge for the men. Uh, the women, um, Rhea Ripley, which I'm all all for. Um, Ronda Rousey, which I hope isn't true, and then Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair are the the next two betting favorites. And uh, it just—it's—it's it's, again. This this whole year for wrestling fans has been kind of weird, um, but uh, still excited for the Rumble because it starts WrestleMania season. And the rumor on the Strassa is that uh, this year's WrestleMania, which is going to be held at Raymond James Stadium, will have twenty five thousand fans in it. So, oh, oh, I know, I know,
0: oh. I knew how, I knew oh, what yeah. that was going to do, yep. but yeah,
1: like I, I, I understand that wrestling more than anything, it doesn't feel the same without fans. You know. No, no,
0: James and I have kind of gotten to the point where now we think if there are fans there, it's going to be really weird.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but it's still like part of the, part of the fun with wrestling was the pop, right? Like when a guy walks out or or a woman walks out, you know, they get that fan reaction, you know, it's,
0: Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fans do definitely, like, play a big role in the match, but we've gotten so used to there not being a crowd where you can actually, like, hear them, you know? Yeah. It's – I think it's going to be weird.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still uh, curious. Although I do
0: miss the signs. I miss the signs. Oh, Uh, yes.
2: I'm still on, on a different note, but something's still up James Alley. Uh, I'm, I'm still debating the efficacy of putting boom not, boom mics next to the octagon during fights. Uh, because at that point, let's just tape delay that bitch. Because, oh my gosh, I watched the uh, ABC card this week. It was, I had to mute it because my kids were around while we watched
3: it. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs>
2: dude,
3: yeah, I I like the boom mics of the octagon because you really hear um, the shots when they land. But Oh yeah, that's um, cool.
2: Trust me, that is cool. Yeah. But like my kids like watching it too. Like they're very interested, honestly, in, in more in the grappling than the punching part, right? But mm-hmm. you know, I literally have to mute it the whole fucking way through because you hear in the corner, just rip his fucking head off. You know, it's just like, dude. <laughs> and like and like the, what killed me most, James, is that you know, you and I are used to seeing, you know, hearing corners when they're trying to walk him through a technique or do this and like that whole that whole card on ABC. I don't know what the coaches drank or ate that morning, but it was just like, just kill him, just punch his fucking face in. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know
3: either. I I missed it, um, because we have my daughter, uh, and she's not the biggest fight fan yet. Give her time. She's only seven. Um, yeah, there's time. But yeah, uh, but I did hear that that there were a the professionalism of the corners was something not to
1: be envied this Bro. last week. Okay, but that's still not nearly as bad as the guy who dropped the f bomb on nickelodeon during the <laughs> same Saints- bears game. <laughs> uh
2: you know what? Thank you. We got to learn somewhere. Yeah, thank gotta you. Got to learn somewhere. Thank you for that. <laughs> All
3: right, any final thoughts on WWE? Uh just check it out if you don't have the ne- I plug the network every time I'm on. I sh- they should pay me but they don't. Uh check it out uh if we're not just maybe watch some of the old Royal Rumbles. Uh we watched uh a couple this last weekend with my daughter to try to kind of get her into it more um and the women like are really She does love Sasha Banks now. She so, does love Sasha Banks um just like uh, my other daughter does. As as
2: do I. I I too love Sasha Banks.
3: Who was
0: also uh, voted ESPN's what was it?
3: Uh she is the ESPN uh wrestler of the year. Yes. A as, wrestling as a performer Star of Wars the year.
1: fan I too like Sasha Banks now.
3: Yes. Yeah. I I her mainstream appeal is definitely up there. Um but yeah, check it out um the Rumble is always something special, and you're always guaranteed a surprise. You never know who's going to show up, uh, especially this year with COVID. So I highly yeah. recommend checking it out.
2: I, I feel like James is going to be the secret, uh, you know, like referee or some shit. They just pop <laughs> him out. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear <him. laughs> to Get out of my head.
0: Do not put that out into the universe. You want to talk about getting that call to be the linebacker last week? Just wait. That's him waiting yeah. to get the call. That's
3: yeah. Him. I mean, well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm available, Vince. I'm it, available. Yeah, if saying. they're.
2: If they find out you're shilling for the network, man, they might just pick you up, James. Who knows? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, what? moving into college football, we have some breaking news. Breaking uh, Literally 15 minutes ago, Pete Thamel, or Thamel, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm you bad with how names. Me. Why do I try? Uh, tweeted, just spoke to a Pac-12 source, can confirm the league is parting ways with Commissioner Larry Scott. He was extended through 2022 back in 2017. Scott has made an estimated 40 million during his time as PAC 12 commissioner.
2: Yes. And the sports business journal just backed that up as well. Okay. And that's, that's like a big one. Um, he will be on the job until June 30th though. Um, but the conference has already said they're going to begin their search tomorrow and they will have a replacement in place by the time he steps down. Um, now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what Larry Scott was before he took over the Pac- Pac-12. He was the head of the Women's Tennis Association, um, and he kind of thought outside the box to, to market women's tennis better, and there was exponential growth in the sport. So when the Pac-12 had a, an opening for their conference, you know, their, the conference president show up, or commissioner show up, they immediately went out to him because who watches Pac-12 football? Uh, not even people on the West Coast, all right? But... You know, the, he he expanded the Pac-12, uh, brought in Utah, you know, Colorado. Um, I think where he dropped the ball was, uh, you know, he didn't go out and aggressively push uh, to to make like a Pac-12 network the way like the Big Ten um, and the SEC eventually did. You know, he didn't seem to have those partnerships in place with like ESPN and Fox Sports uh, the way the other commissioners did. And on top of that, uh, you know, if you are into the, the business side of sports and you're looking at these conferences, right? We all know that they are money-making machines. Like, you don't have to be well-versed in college football to know these conferences are pulling a money head over fist. Uh, you know, a year and a half ago with Larry Scott's like, yeah, I'm looking at selling, you know, shares of the Pac-12 to generate revenue. If, if you are presidents of the universities involved in these conferences, if I see that, you know, immediately what I'm doing, I'm looking at the contract I signed to be a part of this conference and finding a way to get the fuck out of it with as little monetary uh, blowback as possible. And then I'm calling another conference and see how quickly I can get in there, you know, because it's obvious this man hasn't done enough to grow the brand. This man hasn't done enough to get our teams on te- television, which I would disagree with, but I've heard that's one of the the big knocks against them, like because the Pac-12. You know, they didn't just play on Saturday nights. I saw, you know, like Arizona, Arizona State, uh, you know, maybe not the California based teams, but a lot of the Pac-12 teams were playing like Thursday, Friday nights as well. You know, he was doing what he could to get them on TV. It's just when you are on the West Coast, it's hard to get out there to reach those East Coast viewers, which is very important, you know, yeah. because you know what I'm not doing unless I'm really drunk or I just pounded like a gallon of Red Bull. I'm not staying up till midnight to watch the fucking Trojans play the ducks. Okay. I'm not to doing
1: start that. that game.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm not doing that. Um, so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see who takes that job. And if uh pack 12, if that, whatever search firm you're hiring, you know, hiring to find your next commissioner, I am available. Uh, I have great ideas.
1: And you're looking to move to the Pacific Northwest.
2: Uh, no, I'm really not. I'm just looking to visit the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Cause I have two friends there. I would rather cut off my fucking legs than move to Washington, Oregon, or California. Uh, their gun laws just aren't to my liking. But... Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, I saw a dude carrying and fucking Lowe's today, so...
2: Again, it's still not enough to my liking. But that's this OK. Is well, a- now, granted,
0: it was it wasn't a man purse and he had a sticker on there that said it was a concealed gun. So. No way.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. my God. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay.
0: anyway.
2: Anyway, like, anyway. Across
0: the body. It, it was it was something that's hot.
2: That is that is hot. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pac-12. Give me a call, man. Uh, actually, my email is Mike.McGinnis81 at Gmail.com. So just reach out. I am here. And I'm available for an interview anytime. Just let me know. Uh,
1: turning to an area of the country that probably does have gun laws a little more to Max Light liking, uh, Tennessee fired head coach Jeremy oh. Pruitt this week. Yeah. Yeah. amid an of. investigation oh. into alleged recruiting violations, the firing has led to four players already entering the transfer Star- por- portal.
0: Starters. Four starters. Yeah, four
1: starters. Sorry, um, Heather. I'm going to let
2: you go first because you're you're our SEC resident expert. So
0: I mean, listen, I I might be that, but most people in the SEC doesn't give a fuck about Tennessee. So that's that's part of it. But uh, yeah, no, I saw that they lost four of their starters from it. And then I think I saw too that some of their commits have already backed out too. Like they are that ship is bleeding yeah. right now. And um, they are going to quickly crash back down into the Tennessee that we all know and love. So yes.
1: wait, they had climbed out of that. <laughs>
0: They were attempting to. So
1: So, I I put together my notes. (laughs) I put together my notes in a hurry and I couldn't find a list of any of the recruiting violations. But I thought I remembered reading. Wasn't there something about a paintball game on the field? Okay, stand
0: by. Um, Um, Well, well, he he was he was fired for cause along with the inside linebackers coach who recruited Crouch Johnson and is it two oh oh like two oh it's t-o apostrophe o
2: it's like, it would be like to
0: yeah, yeah so you're asking so, the wrong
2: person to try to uh
0: and and the outside linebackers coach
2: okay it, this Fire. is this is what i've got not to interrupt heather and i do apologize you're fine, you're fine. okay so the notice of intent to terminate The the, you know, because if you fire someone at the collegiate level, you have to, it's essentially like James and I, uh, you know, we would understand as NCOs what it's like to format a fucking memorandum. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what you have to do to fire anybody at the college level. Okay. And it could be, it could be the little shithead that's just filming your practices. You still have to put it in a memo form, right? So, uh, in a notice of intent to terminate letters sent to Pruitt by Tennessee officials on Monday. The university concluded that the conduct by at least two assistant coaches and several recruiting staff members are likely likely to lead to an NCAA finding of level one and or level two violations of one or more governing athletic rules. The university has concluded that these likely findings were uh, the result of either your material neglect or lack of reasonable preventative compliance measures. Okay, now the, the thing is, is this is this is the kicker. Okay, so Pruitt was handing off cash in McDonald's bags two players
0: really mcdonald's really
2: (laughs) okay um so this isn't even like uh you know our 30 for 30 series during the summer where we you know broke down smu right who was handing it out in envelopes now granted those envelopes had like the the printed on address of the governor of the the university but still it was at least an envelope it wasn't like a greasy mcdonald's bag right so like it's like, hey, recruit! Here's your chicken McNuggets and two thousand um, dollars, you know. But they they uh, they fired the school fired a man named by, by the name of Brian, Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton. Mm-hmm. Four members. Who is of the,
0: like why 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 his parents must have really hated him?
2: Yeah, they they really did. Nah. Um, four members of the on-campus football recruiting staff the director and assistant director of football player personnel and a football analyst slash quality control coach. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know who did manage to escape from all this was the athletic director, Philip Fulmer, former head coach of the university of Tennessee. Now mm-hmm. Knoxville news just put up something three hours ago on why Philip Fulmer uh, didn't get fired. And I try fingers crossed guys. There we go. Nope. It's behind a paywall. So fuck me.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, but, God. I hope he's not trying to come make a comeback.
2: No, he's supposed to retire at the oh, end of next season. Thank, thank God. Okay. Uh, but Harrison, you know, friend of the show, Harrison Peck, my good friend, honestly, probably one of my best friends, and, and gigantic UT fan, um, he's going to – he'll probably text me uh, without even listening to this. He'll just sense that I was talking shit about the University of Tennessee. Um <laughs> Through the force, of course, but, um, you know, like this was a team that was desperate to kind of capture what happened, you know, post post Manning, uh, you know, the T Martin national title, Tennessee to the SEC is what Nebraska is right to the big 10. Mm-hmm. It's a former traditional power that that is not going to be any good anymore. Like they're not. And you know what? It's OK to win eight or nine games and go to a shitty bowl game every year. That's OK. But you're never gonna be as good as you were. You just are not going to. Those players that you used to be, you know, put a put a fence around in Tennessee are going to places like LSU. They're going to places like Ohio State. They're going to places like Miami. They're going, you know, they're not staying home anymore. Uh So just be okay with nine wins. That is okay. You know? And and to get out of that hole, what did Jeremy Pruitt do? All right, hey linebackers coach i'm going to need you to put four grand in a goddamn mcdonald's bag put a large fry some chicken nuggets and a goddamn really milkshake. make
0: sure it's buried down in there
2: yeah but you make sure it's under the grease and everything right and you slide it over to him you just slide it right over and we we don't he's just enjoying you a happy walk meal and you, you walk know? away yeah
0: yeah those four players that left it was barely 48 hours after the dudes got fired they entered the portal in a 27 minute span. Yeah.
2: I mean, Heather, how many other players are going to follow, though? How many other? Because this is so blatant. This is so blatant. They cannot fight this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, you know exactly how this will go. All, all four of us know how this is going to go. They're going to self impose something, right? And there's yeah, going to be.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this is not you know self-imposing one bowl game.
2: Yeah, but they're gonna self. Well, that's the thing. They'll self-impose like a one-year bowl ban, and then it'll go to the NCAA committee to like meet out the punishment. And they'd be like, "But look, but look, NCAA, we, we punished ourselves for one year, and it's like, bitch, you finished three and nine, you weren't going mm-hmm. to a bowl game anyway. So
1: yeah. you know. So real quick, there was a recruiting violation reported last week. By both the football team and the women's basketball team for a paintball game on the practice field last year in which the supplies were uh, provided by a third party.
2: But wh- why does that fucking matter? Like, honestly, that, that's something I don't care about. I'm more right. worried about the money that exchanged hands.
1: Philip Fulmer is stepping down, but he is going to receive thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars per month through twenty, the end of twenty twenty-three. Wait, what? so
0: okay, so, yes. so how is he even like? So that's not stepping down.
2: Yes, say, say, oh, wait, say that again. So he's stepping Philip, down effective immediately.
1: Uh, 24 seven sports reported 13, 14 hours ago that Fulmer is stepping down. I didn't see when that is effective, but he will be, conti- he will continue to be paid by the, uh, by the team, by the university, by the university, $37,500 per month.
0: Hold on, okay. Let me do the math for the now.
1: next three full years. Okay, so he's at thirty-seven five 20,
0: hundred. He's at thirty-seven five
1: hundred.
0: Oh thirty-seven five hundred. Okay. Oh my god, so dude! That... That's one point three million dollars. That's not... actually
1: lower than I would expect for an ad. <laughs> <laughs> to not work. But he's
0: getting three, to not $3 million dollars to do nothing. To do nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, but what is um, Pruitt's buyout? It's like fifteen million. Well, no, he got fired for cause,
2: so the university won't oh, have to
0: pay they that. Have to, Yeah, they won't have to pay that, yeah, if he got fired for cause, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, I thought I saw something about a buyout.
2: No, no, that's the thing. He does have a buyout, right? But if he got fired for cause, uh, he, the university doesn't have to pay that. Um, okay, so according to USA Today, the buyout owed Pruitt would have been $12.6 okay? But he got fired for cause. Now, don't be surprised if Pruitt tries to say i didn't know about this kind of like rick patino did my assistant did this i didn't know about it let's go to court and then he takes ut to court and then they settle out of court and he still walks away with some money Mm
0: -hmm. well i mean i guess we can kind of end this story on a joke that i just saw on twitter saying that breaking phil fulmer has entered the transfer portal wait wait sorry he just entered the Golden Corral. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, let's turn to the NFL. Heather, uh, go ahead and say it. Great segue. Thank you. Yeah, for that. You're
0: welcome.
2: You're very <laughs> welcome. Here on the, uh, another podcast rule, we recognize great segues. And <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what we do. And then there were four. The division round is behind us and the Browns just couldn't quite pull it out. Uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes suffered a concussion during the game, which the Chiefs won 22 17. Mahomes is still questionable for the AFC Championship. Okay, so. I, oh, go listen, ahead. Heather. I saw I that so
0: hit. Listen, I saw that hit that he took, and he got his bell rung.
1: That's the thing though. I'm not sure what contact was made with his head. I watched that play repeatedly. I didn't
0: see it either. It just looked like he fell on it wonky. Like cause the way yeah. his head kinda twisted down when he fell. I don't know, but when he got up, he just ooh. He I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna it tell it you right now, Tim. I
2: can tell you didn't jump out of planes enough the way James and I have. Uh, you know, all, all yeah, it takes I- All it takes is a little ding. Just a little bit, yeah, not even that. It, you can have a helmet
3: on and your head's moving, your brain doesn't stop in your head. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's and how long's Mahomes been playing football?
1: Like not too long.
2: I mean, really. at the professional level, but this kid's been playing foot. Like his dad yeah. played baseball, mm-hmm. and Pat's like not only am I going to do baseball, but I'm going to do football as well. Uh,
3: so. Yeah, it's so that that cumulative effect of probably multiple concussions over his life. It does. Yeah, it doesn't take much to to re that back up.
2: Uh, but okay, let, let's. Let, I'm. I'm. I'm saying this now, uh, as the resident Browns writer. Um, the Browns got fucking that. Okay, that touchback rule is the worst fucking rule in football,
1: and it's time we got rid of it. I'm sorry. I would like to address that as the resident Browns fan. There you go. Oh, okay. yeah. That,
0: that was. That was. Yeah. That. That yeah, that's
1: call true. was bullshit. Yeah.
0: Oh, it was. However,
1: that, I agree with However. If you want to win at the highest levels, you cannot allow Chad fucking Henny yeah. to scramble for 12 yards on a third and 13 okay. when the game is on the line. Yeah, Tim, That I'm you- play to me cost the Browns more than the touchback rule. Actually, it didn't because
2: the touchback rule took points off the board where that did not. All right, here, here's where we have to get – you You have to put your fandom away and put your, your football analytical hat on. And I know you have both because we've spoken about football before, okay? Joe Woods has a horrible predilection for falling back on a soft uh, split safety uh, a zone in the second half of the game when the Browns uh, you know, are either close or up, okay? Yeah. And now if you don't know what that is, okay, they, that's where the defensive backs play very much off the ball – as do the linebackers, and you have one uh, safety playing high and one safety playing low, okay? Now, the Browns' defensive backfield was decimated in the preseason when guys like Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit got hurt, and the only functional member of that defensive backfield was Rodney Harrison and uh, 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 Denzel Ward. Right. Now, the rest, the rest of that positional group was awful because you had guys like Sandejo and uh you know Carl Joseph and granted he had a big interception in that game but like he's a liability in coverage you know you you had a bunch of people that would not even be second stringers on most teams starting for the Browns because of injuries Um, you are correct sir but you know Joe Woods led like he was a defensive coordinator in Denver when they had top three defenses in the two years he was there doing that um before you start Kissing and moaning. And I trust me, I've been very critical at Joe Woods for failing to make halftime adjustments. OK, uh, because he doesn't. He falls back on that that very soft zone, that single uh, high safety like he falls back on that a lot, a lot. And he shouldn't. Uh, but I get why he did it, because he's dealing with a positional group that he doesn't have a lot of faith in. So before you get too critical. All right. Before you get too critical, realize the Browns weren't winning the Super Bowl this year anyway. But, um, you know, there's a lot of momentum going into next season when you get guys like Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit back. When you can go into the draft and actually draft some linebackers that can cover sideline to sideline and maybe don't get blown off the ball by guards on running plays. Okay, (laughs) like the defensive side of the ball was a huge liability for the Browns other than Denzel Ward and fucking Miles Garrett. You know, so like this, this was a success. This was a fucking success. Oh, this it was, was a very an 11,
1: successful year.
2: This was an 11 and five team that finished third in their division. That is probably going to surpass the two teams that finished in front of them yeah. next season. Okay. So like, it wasn't the defense that fucked him. Honestly, it was that call because if the Browns score that that game, you know, that touchdown, okay? And they put seven on the board there, which is never a guarantee with Cody Parkey as your place kicker. And that's another position they have to improve on in the offseason. Yes, um, seems like we always have to improve on kicker. Ever since Matt Barr fucking left, yeah. Absolutely. Um, or, or, excuse me, Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. Matt Barr was before him. Um, yeah, I'm old. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they're they, they, there's, there's, in the words of, like, a real estate agent, this house has good bones, okay? There's good bones here. Now, let's see how uh, Andrew Barry uh, does during the lead-up into the draft. And uh, all listeners and my fellow hosts here, keep your fingers crossed, I applied to uh, get a press pass for the draft up in Cleveland this year. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed so I can actually cover it from Cleveland. That would know? be incredible. Yes. All right? Uh, and if that's the case, we're going live one of those days after I leave the floor so I can oh, talk about Jesus everything.
0: Christ. Oh, God. Oh, Heather, don't. I don't, I don't
2: know. Heather, no. don't act like that wouldn't be cool as fuck. Do not act like that. Would
0: no, be cool. no, I, it would. It would. But then we're going to have to listen to Tim whine about how he how he wasn't your plus one and all of that. <laughs> <I just> don't <laughs> I'll know have a new at that point. Exactly. I
1: couldn't be his plus one if I yeah. wanted to. And, and Heather, honestly,
2: <laughs> this this might be in the middle of Tim's sabbatical.
1: So oh no
0: that's yeah. Oh
1: I actually have been granted preliminary permission that the NFL draft show we I I will be able to return for. Um, okay, well but that's I mean, how that that's how uh, number 2 fan feels today. We'll see how yeah. she is on the other side of delivery.
2: And, and keep in mind if if I get that press pass, you guys are going to have to cover down on that shit cuz I'm going to be like live tweeting yeah. this shit, okay? But, yeah, yeah, but no, like there's something good there with the Browns right now. You know, like there, there's a lot of forward momentum. And it, and it sucked that they lost that way. But, goddamn, they lost by five to the defending champs yep. after, after winning against the Steelers, you know, a, a full Steelers team, which they were supposed to not have a chance, you know, uh, in winning. You know, so, like, there, there's, there's some good things ahead for the Browns. Um, I was,
0: yeah, I was very impressed watching them because that was that was a really good game. Um, yeah. I was Don't get me, to get me wrong. Furniture. I'm very happy with it, yeah, how my
1: Browns performed this year. You I'm just be. disappointed you with should. how it ended.
0: Yeah, and you and I, anybody would be. Yeah. But yeah. They. They. That. That game was actually like really enjoyable to actually watch. Yeah. So
1: we'll yeah. we'll do a postseason breakdown after the Super Bowl, and you know the, the the good and the bad of across the league. So yeah. You know what we need to do
2: though is let's Heather. I know you you are a very busy woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and James, I know you are very busy as well, but that needs to be like an all four of us thing. Like, and let's just stream that shit on Facebook or whatever. I'm good with it. Um, uh, we'll, so let, we'll set let, that
1: let, up for sometime yeah. mid to late February. Yeah, let's just let's
2: let's set up a time and we'll we'll do it. You know, all I think right. that would be really fun.
1: Elsewhere in the AFC, Buffalo held Baltimore to just three points. Uh, the Red Hot Bills advance to the AFC championship game to face the Chiefs. Josh Allen continues to prove Mac wrong as he leads the Bills to their first AFC championship since Mrs. Doubtfire was in theaters. That year, the Bills beat the Chiefs 30-13 to to advance to the Super Bowl. Now, when am I going to get, like, the pass to
2: stop eating crow? Because I've admitted this every week for, like, the last five weeks. After the season. Fair enough. Okay. You, you I, were I, wrong I, for this season. Okay. Okay. Um, except, I, that no, I was wrong for last season, but I picked the Bills to win this year. I really, I, I'm a Pats fan that picked the Bills to win the East. That's fair. Okay. So,
1: come on. But well, what did you see in the Bills, uh, Bills-Ravens
0: game?
2: uh i'm gonna tell you right now i saw the bills continue to play very good defense and you, you you saw like the the absolute growth of josh allen as a quarterback like this guy he just he's willing this team to win like they feed off him directly and hold on i might have to sneeze guys and i apologize to him if it picks if the mic picks up cut that shit out um oh <laughs> half. sorry <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I, I looked. I looked at the light, Heather. Leave me alone. Okay. Um, but you know, it does this. This entire team feeds off of Josh Allen the way those '90s teams fed off of Jim Kelly, right? Like this, Josh Allen wants to be in Buffalo. He wants to be there. He wants to like give this team a winner. Um, and again, I'm going on record. I will eat my crow. Josh Allen is one fucking hell of a good quarterback. Um, And then I think, especially with adding Stephon Diggs, holy shit, like that guy was perfect, uh you know, for that organization to pick up. Now, I think the next key for Buffalo, it, like even if they win or lose this game, they need to find a running back. That's like an every down guy, because I don't think Devin Singletary is that guy, you know, you know, TJ Yeldon's you know uh, uh he's not an every down, you know an every back guy or even the you know a first and second down back like you have to find kind of like that bell cow guy that they can get into the mix that's the predominant guy uh in, in the rotation but dude this this buffalo team set up for success for years man this is a good
1: fucking team yeah well there's plenty of talent coming at the running back position in the draft this year yeah uh, You've got ETN, you've got Harris, you've got Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. And the thing is, I
2: think Chuba will probably go in like the second or third round. I don't think he was going to go in the first round. Um, so, but like, dude, Buffalo, the Chiefs can be got. This is not a good defensive team, right? This isn't the best defensive team. Buffalo can catch them, you know, they can get them, especially when you have a guy that's mobile like Josh Allen is. Yeah. You know? Like, he could burn you for a nice big run, Um, you know. So, I mean, this isn't going to be an easy game for Kansas City.
1: Um, Over in the NFC, Heather's season came to an end as the third time proved to be the charm for the Buccaneers against the Saints. The matchup featuring legends Tom Brady and Drew Brees aired on the History Channel and (laughs) may have been (laughs) (laughs) Brees' final game. Literally the if worst. so, Breeze would finish at or near the top of virtually every passing category, despite having just won a single Super Bowl ring.
0: Listen, I... First of all, neither of them looked that great in this game. Brady was 19 for 34, and Breeze was 18 for 34. So neither of them did all that great. Um, Thomas didn't even get a carry at all, but that also comes from like drop passes that it just, I don't know. It's, it's, I said it last week that I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won it because they were not going to go down a third time to the saints. And especially they were not going to go down to the saints a third time in new Orleans, well, it really would be a second time, but you could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. But so, but I mean, really, I mean, Brady didn't look that great. Um, Breeze didn't look great. Like I said, Michael Thomas had no catches, which is obscene because, you know, nobody would have thought, I certainly wouldn't have thought that Tampa Bay would have been able to do that because. Uh, It's been real when Michael Thomas is in the game, it's really hard to get him. And they were just able to 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 do it. And then, you know, you had Fournette. Fournette had a great game. He was doing Fournette things that he used to do at LSU. So, like, I'm I'm not surprised it went the way that it did. I'm just disappointed.
2: Well, I mean, that's understandable. You know, um, even though Brady, like accuracy wise, didn't do enough, you know, a lot of damage. You know, he's got a lot of weapons, a lot of receiving weapons where here it comes, guys. Thank you. Sorry, guys, I sneezed. Um, But, you know, the Saints, on the other hand, uh, you know, they have Michael Thomas. He's the only real receiving threat. Hold yeah, on but
0: one. he's about to undergo multiple ankle surgeries.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's been injured almost oh. all season. This is a lost season yeah. for Michael Thomas, right? And, you know, the Bucks went in knowing we have to stop Thomas to, to really disrupt the Saints' offense. And that's exactly what they did. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's way too many sneezes. Anyway. Um, but, uh, you Corona. know, Rona. No, <laughs> I don't have Rona. God. Uh, I wash my hands and wear my mask. Leave me alone. Um, You know, but like that, that's what they did. They disrupted the entire flow of the Saints offense and it made it very uncomfortable, Um, you know, and, and that's what you need to do Uh, because once you let Grease get into a rhythm, you know, especially if he's thrown to a, a, you know, a player like Michael Thomas, who is like a black hole as a wide receiver, he just catches everything you throw at him typically, you know, when he's healthy, that gets that Saints ball rolling and then it's hard to keep up with it. Now, I think the issue for the Saints going into this season, I don't know if you saw Heather. The Saints are like fifteen million dollars over the salary cap. And that's even oh, yeah. it. that's even with Breeze coming off the books. Yeah. So what are how are they going to approach this offseason? You know?
0: I don't know. Lord, I I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know where they're gonna trim the fat. I don't know. I mean, I I yeah. don't know. I, I just a- don't
2: That'll go into our post mortem uh, for, you know, but like it, but I mean, here's the other thing: What if Breeze comes back? What if he still wants to play? I I don't think he's shown enough for Sean Payton to go. Okay, Drew, you're going to be my starter next year. You know, I I don't think he's. I, I think he should just ride off into the sunset at this point.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think he will. The way he was acting after the game, now that could just be media manipulation. Um, He looked like he had accepted that this was the end for him.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he, like, looked back before he ran off into the locker room. Yeah. It really looked like he was doing, like, that whole, like, last look thing. It just, oh, my God, it broke my heart.
1: I thought it was super sweet that uh, Breeze brought his kids back out onto the field after and Tom Brady came out and found him and threw a couple of passes to his kids.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, but it was, I mean, it was greatness, respecting greatness. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you could tell like that they, they did really expect, uh, respect each other. And even after the game, like immediately following the loss, like when they were talking to each other and shaking hands, like you can tell that they really, you know, respected each other. And yeah, I just, yeah, like I said, I'm just disappointed.
1: Our final, uh, Divisional round game. The Packers ended the Rams season in what was probably the least watched game of the weekend. Uh, Green Bay moves on to face the Bucks after defeating Los Angeles 32 to 18. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh,
2: I, I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year. Um, I, I don't think that could be argued. Um, honestly, it, the one person I said, you know, I for me, this is just me personally, that, that could have uh, pushed that was Aaron Donald. Like, I think he... Should be in the MVP, uh, you know, conversation as well. But the way, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like it's like he turned back the clock this year. He really did. Like, you know, Green Bay finally started putting some talent around him on offense, and he's not throwing to guys with like six different first names, Uh, you know, and last names so long they can't fit on the back of the jerseys in normal font. You know, like there's some actual talent there, right? Um, But yeah, I wasn't surprised, you know, especially when. You know, Goff was, I mean, he went into the game, what, like the emergency quarterback or some shit? Like, I'm just like, uh, you know, the I, I, I give the Rams a lot of credit for making it that far. I really do, uh, considering the season they had.
1: But, oh, I mean. Brittany Breeze revealed that Drew Brees played the whole season with a t- torn rotator cuff.
2: Holy Ooh. shit! Good grief. What?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So the guy broke every rib in his body and did not get a rotator cuff surgery.
1: Jesus, man. So so she she posted on Instagram today, after crying for a few days, I'm so grateful for this year. You're 20th in the NFL, my love. This has been the hardest year of our lives, yet in some ways one of the best. This year has shaped us and strengthened us. It has shown us what is truly important and what is not. I am so proud of you and the man you are. The fact that you played this entire year with a torn rotator cuff, torn fas- fascia in your foot, then later broke 11 uh, later eleven broken ribs, a collapsed lung, yet did not complain once. Makes me think I should not have taken the epidural w- while giving birth to the kids. Uh, This is definitely not how I prayed this year would end, and to say my heart is broken for you is an understatement, but God's plans are always better. Your children have watched you handle it all with integrity, grace, and the most amazing work ethic. We are so proud of you.
2: Uh, Okay, so I think the toughest person (sighs) I know of in history is Drew fucking
0: Breeze. (laughs) me let me get my
3: veil
2: back on. How do you play with a collapsed lung? Okay, okay. and how... Dude, how I, do you I, play with the rotator cuff and, and the torn fascia? Like yeah, as fascia. a quarterback. Yeah.
1: But, but yeah. you know and what? That, rotator cuff, games, that rotator, rotator cuff that rotator cuff yeah. explains why he wasn't able to make yeah. those downfield throws. No, not yeah. even just
2: that. It, so does the fascia. You if you can't plant your foot, you can't get mm-hmm. your body into a throw. It's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that explains a lot. This is fucking crazy, though. Like this guy, like James, you and I had privates in the army bigger than fucking Drew Brees at his most fit. Okay, and and if yeah. they got a fucking, you know, like a, a a hangnail, they were begging us to go to fucking sick call. But then we get fucking Mighty Mouse that is his Drew Brees. It's like, yeah, I might have torn my rotator. First off, it had to have been in his non-throwing shoulder. Yeah, it had to have been.
3: Yeah, there's no way it was in his throwing yeah. shoulder.
2: Okay, yeah. and then you have plantar fascia or torn fascia in either foot. If you can't plant or pivot, you're not throwing the ball with the velocity you need, right? And then he broke every rib in every body, you know, in fucking New Orleans on that one hit. Yeah. And he had a punctured lung. Like, Jesus Christ, this guy is a fucking,
1: uh, you know, he's a transformer. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's just but given fuck. all of that, it's probably time to hang it up. Yes. Yeah, bro, it is.
0: it is. Yeah, it is. That makes you me know. sad. That, that excuses
1: his downward trend this year. But it also signals that maybe he's a little too old for this game.
2: Well, I mean, I think it's obvious he's got brittle bone and brittle ligament syndrome at this point. Or 20 years getting tackled. I just saw that. Like, oh, dude, yeah, exactly, James. You're right. You're absolutely right. It adds up,
3: man. Injury, like, you can recover when you're 19, not the same when you're 37. So, yeah. No, dude, not the same when you're 40,
2: 40, 41. Yeah. You know, like, it's, you know, and and here's the thing. Drew Brees is gonna go out as in the top one or two in every passing category. And the thing yeah. is, we're gonna have a bunch of angry football fans that listen to this. And there are a few in our, you know, in our fandom uh that are gonna say, well, look at look at the the era he played in. It was pass happy. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Yeah. Drew Brees hucked it, chucked it football with the best of them. All right. And and worked his ass off and won a Super Bowl for an organization that was a fucking laughingstock since its inception until they won that game. Okay? Like, that is fucking important. That is a big thing. And Heather, I'm going mm-hmm. all out for the Saints right now, so you better, you better treat me nicely at some point in the future.
0: I'm uh, not, not going to roast you for the last, like, third of the show. So. Okay,
2: I'll take that. But Thank like, you. That, I appreciate that it. That is important. Look at what he did for New Orleans. Not just the team, but the city. Right? Oh god!
0: What Tyran tweeted afterwards. Oh,
2: dude, like the guy was like, no, like I am not from this place. This is a this is a place that reluctantly brought me in, honestly, after the Chargers told him to fuck off because he was too small to play quarterback. And look at what he did. Like he embraced the city that embrace, you know, embraced him, you know, when he came over, you know, well, and yeah. Like, And let's not act like everybody in New Orleans was on favor for the Drew Brees signing back in 2000, 2000.
0: Oh, Oh, God, no, no, we're not. But like, and just the amount of money that he has poured of his own money that he's poured into the city. And he's always been very adamant, like he was going to retire a saint. He was not to. He wasn't going to go anywhere else, so. Yeah,
1: And I just want to um, shout down this Colin Dunlap, who is the one who screenshotted that Instagram post Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: tweeted it. Colin is the host of the fan morning show, 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh. Uh, His tweet with the screenshot says Drew Brees' wife says Drew played the season with a torn rotator cuff, torn fascia in his foot, 11 broken ribs and a collapsed lung. Ben Roethlisberger calls this Sunday and fuck. Oh, you, no, stop God. it.
2: Stop it. Oh my God, man.
1: <sighs> I just want Play to say back. a big fuck you. To All right.
2: All right. First off guys, I just want you to know your boy hasn't had a cigarette in uh, 17 days. Uh, that post made me want to smoke, but instead I'm going to go ahead and throw out this. I don't hate everybody in Pittsburgh. I don't I don't even hate all Steelers fans. Do you know who I do hate fucking uh, sports talk radio fucking Pittsburgh people. They're the absolute goddamn worst because they ride or die. Ben Roethlisberger like his nuts have fucking, uh, you know, honey flavor all over him. It's like, dude, calm the fuck down. Ben Roethlisberger looked like a goddamn bum in that game against the Browns. All right. He's not your savior anymore. And on top of that, he's a detestable human fucking being. All right. So you for
1: what, what's his name, Tim? What's his Colin name? Dunlap from okay. 93.7. The fan
2: Colin Dunlap from 93.7. The fan uh, you can go fuck yourself. And I mean, fuck yourself all the way to the sun. All right. Just piss off. Nobody likes you. I hate your face.
1: <laughs> all right. Um,
2: I, I like Tim's all right back
1: yeah. <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> there, there, there was Putting some that news train was,
0: back on the track.
1: with several coaching slots having been filled, but we have kind of a full show. So we'll cover those later, uh, probably next week. Um, okay, our final piece of news. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Maggie
2: had something to say. I just say do it quickly because the hires weren't very well-known guys.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine we'll probably have more news you know, next week. Um, our final piece of news, Colts quarterback Philip Rivers announced his retirement this week after 17 years in the league. Uh, so let's have a quick debate. And the one that's going to rage for the next several years, is Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Uh,
0: no.
2: Someone else can go before me because I've talked way too much this episode.
0: No, I just – I i i don't – no, no, I don't I don't think so. He has I just,
1: what? Zero Super Bowls, if I'm yeah, – You're yeah. correct, yep. It, it, it's kind of hard to win in the era of Brady and then Breeze and
0: – I mean, zero playoffs too, right?
2: Uh,
1: he, he hasn't been very
2: successful in playoffs, no.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I mean, did they even go to the playoffs?
2: Yes, yes. The Chargers, they go to the playoffs – under, you know, under, under Rivers. But here here's here's what and, we, and he they said. went to the playoffs this year. Yeah. They were just
0: eliminated. In wild yeah, card right. weekend. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right, they did. Oh, see, right. see, that's how inconsequential that that team is to me. And Philip Rivers, <laughs> which is probably going to piss off people. But
2: <laughs> Heather, Heather. OK, again, podcast. you know, another podcast, uh, Bill of Rights Amendment. We don't give a fuck what people say. OK, this, we're going to put out what we think. Yeah. All right. And if you don't like us, you can give us those those uh, iTunes or Spotify reviews that none of you fucking do. So how about you sack up and let us know what you think? All right. But, um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, when you look at Philip Rivers and I'm not just talking statistically, but look at the, the comparison is Dan Marino, right? The guy who did not win the Super Bowl, you know, went to the the playoffs very rarely. Um, so he's like the the, the today equivalent of Philip Rivers, and Dan Marino was still a better fucking quarterback, because Dan Marino elevated the players around him. Philip Rivers did not, okay? like he 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 did what he was supposed you know he did what his job, but he didn't elevate people around him the way Dan Marino did, because Dan Marino probably honestly played with lesser rosters then Philip Rivers did, you know, talent-wise. And Dan Marino still managed to get to the playoffs. Like, it, I mean, you know, Dan Marino went to the, you know, Super Bowl his rookie year, that never went back, right? Uh-huh. Philip Rivers never went to a Super Bowl. And he played for some of the best teams in the NFL at the time when he was in then San Diego, now L.A. Um, so, like, I don't think he should be, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback,
1: Uh, Yeah, looking at his stats, he's going to finish outside the top 10 in pretty much everything except total passing yards all time. Uh, And that's only a matter of he's finishing fifth because he played for 17 seasons. Yeah,
2: Yeah. you have to look at it like this is a passing game now, right? And I, and I, I get, you know, the game's different than it was 15, 20, 25 years ago. I'm well aware. I know what context is, right? But Dan Marino played in a fucking run-happy era and is still, what, in the top 10, right? You know, like, and, and that, like I said, that, that's the equivalent for me. Like, Philip Rivers needs to be compared to Dan Marino because Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, uh, you know? So let's, let's do, you know, apples and apples here. Right. right. You know, and if you're not Dan Marino and you haven't won Super Bowls, you haven't led your team to, to, to multiple playoff victories... That's who you should be compared to. And if you can't meet up to Dan Marino, then fuck off. You're not Hall of Famer.
1: All right. Anybody have any final thoughts on Philip Rivers? Mm. All right. Well, that <laughs> brings us <laughs> to Hold on. our Hold on
2: Philip Rivers' sidearm uh, release on, you know, throw the ball sucks. Uh, you're, you're, you're a fucking sad sack, Bernie Kozar. Go fuck yourself back to wherever you came from. God, Sarah, how about that? The
0: man's retiring. Damn. Like
2: right?
0: he didn't hit your cat. Like, what's the f-
2: who is he? So Colin unnecessary. He went, to, he went to NC State and I hate everything North Carolina at this point in my life. So
1: Great. piss off. All okay. right. <laughs> all right. Well, that brings us to our quick picks of the week. And that's only going to be two games this week because that's all we have left in football um everyone including guest scott went three and one last week um wait wait
2: how did we all like how like we all had a great record last week
1: this is bullshit you know scott picked the rams heather and i both picked our homers and you picked the browns too yeah i did uh everybody else got everything everybody got everything else right uh, so an update on the standings. Mac is 60 and 56, which means with only three games left, you are guaranteed to finish above 500. Uh, uh, the worst you can do is 60 and 59.
2: After after this fucking season, I'm never picking a game ever again.
1: Yeah, you, oh. I've heard that before. <laughs> Until uh, next season. Heather is yes, in James, second place. Yes, James, you're absolutely right, my friend. You are absolutely right. Heather is in second place with 68 and 48. She is just one game behind me in first place at 69 and 47. Heather, I'm so close.
0: i so
2: close. I need you to pick this
1: weekend the best because I want you to win.
0: Yeah, I know. I want to win too. Trust me.
1: Well, I've already locked my picks in, I'm not going to risk changing them. So, what if we agree? It's because we agree. Um, Let's start in the NFC. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay is a three-point home favorite, which I think makes that a statistical tie, essentially, because there's a three-point like home buffer. Um, Mac, let's start with you. Okay. First off, uh, they're playing in
2: Green Bay, Wisconsin. That is the great equalizer right there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like Tom knows how to play in snowy shit. He does. But you know who does it? The rest of his fucking team. Why not? The rest of his team came from New England. No, Rob Gronkowski no. came from New England. Okay. The rest Leonard of those bitches. Leonard Fournette did no. not. No. He Fournette, came from Jack First off, first off, Fournette played in the swamp that was Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he moved to there. the swamp that was Jacksonville. That bitch exactly. don't to play in a real, like. Um,
0: no. Uh, He's going to freeze. He's going to freeze.
2: I don't even know what the proper word is. Uh, he doesn't know how to play in the proper uh, uh, ecological climb. Okay? Like, Leonard Fournette wouldn't know what to do if the temperature dropped be- below 49. Like, he's going to freak out up there. All right? Um, but no, I like, honestly, I like Green Bay in this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has tapped into the Fountain of Youth. He's got uh, a great running back in Jones. You, you know, you got Devontae Adams. The offensive line is stout. That defense can shut them down, especially when you have to take into account the weather, right? Um, I really just think that this is, this is Rodgers. Like, Rodgers is going to will this team forward. You know, like I said, this, this is MVP Rodgers. This is MVP Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Bucs are going to stop him. And I'm not trying to discount, like, I'm not the angry Pats fan. Like, you know, Tom Brady's done great things with that fucking offense. He really has. And Bruce Arians is a fucking amazing head coach, but like, bro, you, the Florida-based team, are going to fucking Green Bay, Wisconsin. Good luck, my friend. Good fucking luck. Okay, uh, especially with Aaron playing the way he is. So, give me the Packers over the Bucks.
1: All right, Heather.
0: Um, I was also going to say that playing at um, playing. In, at Green Bay uh, is definitely going to be the equalizer as well. Um, I think that what the what uh, what the Bucs uh, secondary did to Michael Thomas, I I think that that was a fluke. Um, I do not think that they are not going to get humiliated by Devontae Adams. This week, so I am also going to go with Green Bay because, I, I, like he was saying, like Aaron Rodgers is playing amazing, and I really just want to see Tom Brady lose. So, yep, that's what I got.
1: All right, and James.
3: Yeah. So, if you guys want to know what the weather is going to be like in Green Bay this weekend, I don't know if you guys checked it. It's going to be cold. But not as cold as it's been it's gonna get no higher than 28 no lower than 24 around game time with snow showers but i think the weather is going to be a big deal and that's going to affect those florida players because i spent some time in florida it gets nice and warm and then i've gone to a place that was cold and it fucks with your body and it's been a long season and i think that is going to be the great equalizer and also i want my dad to get a solid win so i'm going with green Bay.
2: You know, what? uh, I mean, here's the thing. If you're an army vet who went to Afghanistan at any point, you dealt dealt with the hot summer and then the stupid cold winter. So, yeah, we know that's a real thing. That is a real fucking thing. So, yeah. I'm going to go the other way on this one. Oh, of course. course wait. Um, Wait, wait. Tim, Tim is putting his big boy panties on for this. He is.
1: What this is going to mean is either I am going to enter uh, the nightcap in a tie with Heather, or I am going to have at least clinched a tie for the season. Um, I still think at the end of the day, all roads to the Super Bowl go through Tom Brady. As oh, long off, as he is off, lining up behind if, center, if my you have to account for anything him,
2: anything to you, you refer to him as number twelve.
1: Okay, um, fine, but the problem is, is number twelve is on the other side of the ball too. Um, Fuck number twelve. <coughs> <laughs> I think, and and this may be me hoping for some poetic justice, as we'll get to in a minute. I think that Tom Brady this is not Tom Brady's uh Super Bowl year, but he is going to be in that game. So I've got the Bucks. I think I think this is gonna be a great game to watch. It's going to be uh really interesting to see how the weather takes and in, comes into play, but I'm taking the bucks in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna again, I'm gonna I hate you, Tim. All right, for your are <laughs> winning all the shit. So piss off. And um, listen, I, I'm
0: trying. I'm trying, Mac. Okay, yeah. I'm trying. Okay.
2: Heather, I'm pulling for you. Thank you. Uh, and if you don't win it, uh, next time I go over and just, like, see Tim, I'm going to give him a Charlie horse
0: just okay.
1: for me and you.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> and that brings us to the AFC Championship. Buffalo at Kansas City. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. The battle of the uh, the young quarterbacks as opposed to the NFC, uh, who are both 38 and older. Uh, Kansas City is a three-point home favorite. Heather.
0: Oh, God, I knew you were going to come to me first. I oh, always of course, start Heather.
1: with you after I start with Mac. Heather, Ugh. Heather,
2: let's face it. I need you to do a great breakdown right now because you can't break down shit. And don't, I, do, don't lean on Pops for this. I need you to do a good breakdown.
0: Oh, God, I don't know if I can because I'm act- I actually am really <laughs> struggling with this pick okay i still like even like right now i'm still like struggling with it um just because i i did not watch the bills game but i did watch the chiefs game and so i just oh my god it's because the the bills are we've been so bill heavy um on the show and again like you were saying I I can't lean on pop this time um I think with I think Mahomes will probably play cuz I heard he was practicing from what I saw
1: He did have some light practice today. He yes. did
0: have some light practice. So he is um he is doing that Mm. I really hate this. I really I need an answer. Really, mm. Mm. I'm going to go with the bills.
2: All this was right. very
0: hard. This is very hard for me. And I'm very sorry, Pop. And I love you. But the bills are just they are They're steamrolling right now. And I think that's a hard train to stop. So. All
1: right, James, let, let's go with you here. I,
3: while not as conflicted as Heather, um, I think that, well, I worry about Mahomes and the concussion, having had several. I think that they're not going to put him in unless they think he's going to be an asset to help them win. I know that sounds dumb, but if they thought he was really messed up, They would want to save him hoping they make it to the Super Bowl if he was that messed up. And I think while the Bills have been playing good and as much as I would love to see them go to the Super Bowl and relive my early childhood and watch them get trounced, uh, I am going to go with the Chiefs and then be really conflicted on what your guys' next pick would be uh, having Green Bay and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl between my father and... Uh My father-in-law. So going with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. uh, Heather, I am in agreement with you. Uh Um, As I mentioned when we were talking Tampa Bay, Green Bay, I think all roads go through Tom Brady. And I think that this would be a poetic year for the Bills to get over that hump by beating Tom Brady to win their first Super Bowl in forever. Josh Allen has been a force. Um, I think he is incredibly underrated. Um, the, The Browns, the Browns held Kansas City to 22 points. And the Bills have a better defense than the Browns do. And I think that even... Patrick Mahomes is probably going to play in this game. Who knows whether he's going to be 100%. I think he plays if he's 50%. I don't think that that's enough to get over the bills. Uh, So I've got Buffalo, and Uh, that brings us to Mac. Give me Buffalo. All right. uh,
2: No, give me Buffalo. Um, I I like Josh Allen. Uh, You know, Pat Mahomes is still in the uh, concussion protocol excuse me, uh, concussion protocol. And again, this Kansas City defense can be beat. It can be beat whether through pass or on the ground. Um, and granted, Buffalo might not be able to beat you on the ground, but they do enough to get you to back off and let Josh Allen do, you know, do what he does best. And on top of that, the Browns do not have a wide receiver of the uh, you know, talent equivalency of Stephon Diggs. What is Diggs going to do against a defensive backfield for the Chiefs, right? Uh, you know, Digs for a guy who went from, you know, Minnesota, which is a, you know a very pass happy offense, right? And he goes to this this offense in Buffalo, which is very up in the air, right? But Brian Dayball, uh, you know, who is probably going to find some kind of job, a head coaching job, whether it's at the collegiate or head coaching level, at the end of the season. Um, you know, or or maybe maybe he spends another uh, season being a, an offensive coordinator in the NFL before he goes on and gets another job. But like Dayball has literally like built himself up. I think he's done a great job as the offensive coordinator of Buffalo. Like I think he's done a great job. Uh, so give me Buffalo, give me Buffalo, um, and I'm gonna tell you right now, like it's gonna that Super Bowl pick. will be rough,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So that leaves me as the odd man out in the NFC and James is the odd man out in the AFC.
0: Maybe that's what we needed. We needed that. We needed that push and pull.
1: Yes. Well, before we close tonight, I do want to give a shout out to another podcast. Um, I received a gift today. I've had a lot of fun since we've we've been doing this for what, about a year and a half now. Yeah, I've made I've made a lot of great friends in the podcasting world, just other small podcasts. And today I received a gift for my unborn son from the Beard Al podcast, um, who I've gotten to know from a couple of appearances on them. They sent me Weird Al actually wrote a child's a children's book a couple of years ago called When I Grow Up. And they sent me a copy of it, along with a nice card and a sticker for their show. So if you're a fan of Weird Al and you're a fan of craft beer, check out the Beard Al podcast because they yes. are awesome people. Um, and and we talk sports with them, too, because uh, one of them's a Cowboys fan and one of them's an Eagles fan. They're a brother-sister team talking Weird Al and beer. So shout out to the Beard Al podcast. I love you guys and thank you for that gift. Oh, uh, first off, before you go on, Tim, it, thank you.
2: Uh, beard out thank you for like backing us up thank you for supporting tim and his uh, uh you know ability to, uh, ability to reproduce because uh, <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you right now if this <laughs> tim if this kid doesn't come out uh spitting sports we're gonna have issues ben I, I uncle mac might have to come out and start
1: talking sports to the little man <laughs> this kid is going to come out wearing a baseball hat with a microphone in one hand and a lightsaber in the other. Uh, <laughs> and that's really how this kid's going to be born.
0: Um,
1: oh, Lord. We already have Browns, Buckeyes, and Gators onesies. Um, oh, God. So oh, God, you're
0: putting in, a, in that ugly orange? Look, okay.
1: I, my oh, uh, in-laws.
0: I know, yeah, I know.
2: Heather, Heather, before we go on, College Football Insider today said... Uh, the starter UF uniforms were fire. Oh, yeah. well, okay that's the same look I gave them. That is the same look I gave
1: them. So, Well, that will do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Hometown Crowd pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple listener, drop us a review. I did actually look up. I haven't done this in a while. We did have two other quick reviews. Um <gasps> Yeah, JJ baseball 15 wrote on January 2nd. Love the show. Would love to hop on and talk shop with y'all. I don't know who that is, so I can't reach out. Um, and on December 13th, T. Dixon 508 said, Heather, Mac and Tim are absolutely awesome. Thank you for your service and this very engaging, funny and insightful podcast. Keep up <gasps> the great work. There we go. OK, so guys,
0: Aww, thanks.
2: if you're listening, if those two uh reviews are listening hey get this actually send one of us an email like tim and heather and myself we're all pretty public on social media mm-hmm. hit us up like do some dm shit it's okay to shoot us a dm over this stuff right yeah. just, don't, just don't uh jared dickhead from the met <laughs> that,
0: don't, just do that. Say, don't do that because i will post it
2: yeah. i will publicly oh, post oh, it oh heather in- Heather, if anybody ever did that to you, my friend, if anybody ever did that to you, first off, I'm going to hit James up and be like, "Where are we going to beat somebody up?" Like, I'm going to be there. Uh, but digitally, we're, we'll figure this shit out too. So yeah. you got you guys. All you guys need to know is I
1: got your back. You, you you can reach out to the hometown crowd Twitter, or you can hit me up personally at TD Gamer. Um, yeah. Yeah, please, like, if you're leaving a
2: a fucking review, dude, hit us up. Like, we want to recognize you. We want to recognize you for backing us up, man. You guys are awesome.
1: But you can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows. That's Just My Face, Marital Tiffs, and Dead Girls Talking. For Heather and Mac, I'm Tim. Thank you, James, for joining us. And thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. First off,
2: my boy, James. My boy, James. And I'm calling Dibs on James, Heather. I'm calling Listen, Dibs on James above you.
0: They're okay. hetero. they are hetero life mates. Yes, we are. Dibs, yes, we are. Gibbs
3: was
2: called. Yeah. But James, bro, keep up the good work, my friend. And I wish you happy fucking retirement. Thank you. Uh,
0: keep wearing your Thank mask, you. people. We're still yes, please. still a year way. later. We're still in a in a pandemic. Uh, wear your fucking mask. Wear your fucking
1: mask. <laughs> Have a good week.